Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Logan Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reform Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. I'm here with Linda Oliver. Linda, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, John. Um, so those who tune into the podcast know that we have had uh, two episodes, one on January 8th, one on the 15th, uh, but those were actually recorded in December. This is letting you kind of behind the scenes. This is actually the first of the new year that we're recording. Uh, so Linda, it's, it's good to see you again. It's been a little while. Yeah, I haven't seen you since last year. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's funny, even as we're starting, it's like, we're kind of out of practice. We were having to get stuff set up and, um, it's just funny what you, what you forget when you're not doing the same stuff every day. Yeah. How does my microphone work? Where does it plug in? I also got a new computer not too long ago. And so it is like, wait, where does this plug in? Was this a Christmas present? No, it was a, I really needed to get a new computer before my computer failed and like in the middle of something really important. So Yes. Yeah. And that was yeah same with me. I think that was November when I had to get a, a new computer. Um, cause yeah, it was starting to, uh, it was on its last leg for sure. Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, this week. Okay. I'm looking at the calendar. It's episode 427. Um, Next week, we're going to be at YLT. Um, before we get into some of that, and you know, we've got a lot of different things we're going to talk about today, um, just letting our listeners know. It's kind of a hodgepodge of a, just a lot of uh, things on the horizon and, and other just, uh, yeah, things that we hope are helpful. Um, Linda, why don't we, I know people who listen uh, know uh, who you are, um, but why don't you just kind of update people what you're doing and kind of uh, just, yeah, let our listeners know a little bit more. Yeah. thought that'd be a good idea. Um, so anybody that knows me knows I've done youth ministry for a good while is about 13 years. Um, and I have moved on to uh, different stuff. So instead of working in local churches doing youth ministry, I'm now really in spaces where I'm serving people who are in ministry. Um, one of the ways I'm doing that is with RYM. If y'all have noticed, I show up on podcasts more often and do other stuff too, but it's uh, some contracting work I'm doing with them. And then there's also an organization called Standing Stone that I have come on board with and we just serve ministry leaders. So um, that's what I'm doing now. I also serve on RYM's board. So sometimes I know top secret information that I'd have to kill you if I told you, but (laughs) it's really cool what's going on in RYM these days and the ways that I get to partner with them. Yeah, no, we're we're excited about that. And yeah, it's funny. I mean, as you're talking about the board thing, yeah, you know information I don't know at times. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's that's kind of cool, I guess. Um, which do you do you have a formal title um, with us? I know I should know that. Like, what what is? Do you know your title on the board or with the contracting? Sorry, with the contracting work. Yeah, uh, like ministry associate. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was something like that. Um, well, good deal. And yeah, we'll talk, as you said, um, you come on the podcast a little bit, but there's other things that you're, you're helping with. And we'll, we'll get into some of that uh, in just a little bit. Um, I thought, you know, it, it could be helpful and good uh, to talk a little bit about um, youth ministry and, and our calendars in, in January, what they typically were. Um, 
you know, that there are those out there listening who have done ministry for quite some time. Uh, there are some who are new. And so sometimes it's just helpful to hear how other people did youth ministry. And so what was your January typically like, Linda, as you'd come out of the holidays and try to get back into another you know, semester of dealing with students? I guess I should say ministering to students, not just dealing with students. Dealing but, with them. Um, but yeah, what, what did your January look like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in most contexts, definitely there would be some sort of, a, okay, we've got to ramp back up, um, especially with youth group or small groups or something like that. And so we're getting together with our leaders um, in some capacity, usually at the beginning of January and kind of getting them ready for that. Um, and then whenever, like early to mid-January, relaunching things, depending on just kind of the church's calendar. But one of the churches I was at, too, um, every January, the Wednesday nights would look different for the whole church. Um, and so Wednesday nights were when we ran our big... Um, youth group, kind of small group hybrid program for the junior high ministry, which is what I did at that church. And uh, for that whole month, the junior high through um, all of the adults in the church, they would get together for a meal on Wednesday night, which was normal. That would happen even not in January. But then instead of splitting up, we would all stay together and there would be some sort of culturally relevant topic that they talked about for three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, would bring in speakers or have group discussions or a panel or something like that. Um, one year it was like on technology and I was part of the panel, kind of a representative speaking for youth, um, youth teen perspective on that. Um, mm-hmm. But there were a lot of different things we covered. And so that was kind of nice because it gave us um, more time to ramp up for the semester where we weren't having to run programs. And it also meant, I know, like for a lot of people listening, if you come to RYM's youth leader training, you have to arrange like, how can I be gone for a Wednesday night? And Mm -hmm. it was just this built in like, well, we're not even running a program this Wednesday because the students are just sitting in with everybody else. And so that was kind of nice. Um, I liked the fact that it gave us that time off because we, um, I think one thing that's unique about youth ministry is a lot of the other ministries of the church get the summer off and that's when we ramp up. And so you have to find places in the calendar for there to be some downtime. And usually that was kind of, okay, like mid December to maybe mid January or something. That was a good space for us to not be running um, like at full um, full speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I would say that. I mean, anyone out there who's um, you know in youth ministry, trying to look for those times in the calendar where you can slow down a little bit. I mean, most any occupation is going to have some you know down times and down seasons and slower seasons, all that kind of stuff, and so trying to learn what those rhythms are important. And that would really, I mean, that, that's what it was for, for me. Um, I mean, mid-December and really into January, something that I did that just was so helpful, especially the older that I got. Um, so we did uh, small groups on Wednesday nights. And January, I would always have um, large groups. And what I would do instead of us teaching I would reach out to people in the church and get them to share their testimonies. And so 
instead of me having to prepare a lesson, you know, every Wednesday, whenever it was that we would launch back up, um, we'd have different uh, guest speakers from the church coming in. And, you know, this, this served a lot of purposes. It wasn't just solely, you know, so I wouldn't have to prepare a lesson, uh, even though that was, that was nice. Um, it, it was introducing the students to people that they saw in the church, you know, on a weekly basis, people that, you know, they might pass in the hallways and, you know, have no idea who these people are. And so it would connect, you know, these adults with the students, the students with the adults, and hopefully have, you know, some connection uh, when they pass each other in the church. Because so often, I mean, as, as we've talked on this podcast, uh, the youth ministry can be you know, a siloed ministry, uh, just away from everything else. And so this was a way to kind of connect them to the larger body, but then also, you know, hear someone's story. Um, you know, I think it seems like back in the day, that's all youth ministry was, was known for. It was kind of testimony and, and not a lot of just digging into the Bible and, and, you know, in some ways we can swing the pendulum too far to where we don't ever hear people's stories. And uh, so that was a way where, you know, we would uh, have solid, just biblical teaching, you know, Sunday school consistently, our Wednesday night small groups. But this was just kind of one month out of the year where, you know, we could hear people's stories. And um, anyway, that was just always helpful. And and then, as you said, YLT was part of our our January for, you know, as long as I was on staff at, at Pear Orchard. And so, you know, it allowed other people to be serving the ministry so we could step away and, and go and have this week. And, you know, I, I just think that's an important part of YLT is, you know, it, it taught our students that the ministry wasn't about us, that, as we've said many times on this podcast, uh, we're all going to be replaced. Uh, whoever you are out there, if you're a youth worker, you're going to be replaced by somebody. And, you know, if our students are just totally connected to us and not other people, um, that's not serving them well. And so, you know, it, it was good for them to show up on a Wednesday night and not see any of the youth staff. And I just thought that was always, you know, a, a cool thing to happen. And also just encouraging when we knew these people were stepping up on Wednesday nights to help us in the ministry and it was running without us. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit about what, what my January looked like, what yours looked like, Linda. Um, we've said YLT was a part of that. Um, I think uh, this episode will air the Monday that YLT starts. So, Linda, you and I will be uh, in Nashville next year with over... Next week, not next year. <laughs> uh, Lord willing, we'll be there next year, too. But, um, but yeah, next week um, with over 200 uh, youth workers from across uh, the, the nation. Um, you're, you're speaking there. Uh, what do you, and you might be speaking more than once. I can't remember, but, mm -hmm. but, but what are your topics? What are you speaking on? Yeah. So I'll be doing two of the short form electives on Thursday. Um, one is really hope that I remember my titles correctly. Um, one is how to uh, create a, Bible reading culture and student ministry. And one is on how to engage students with theology. Um, so these were actually two things that I co-taught with Kyle Hoffsmith at the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit in March of last year. Mm -hmm. And I am redoing them, but without Kyle. So it's going to be a free for all party there without him. Um, 
I love Kyle. It's nothing against <laughs> him. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to do it again and do it with a different um a different set of people. Yeah. And 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 an awesome thing about Wild we talk about all the time is just getting to get, connect with people that we sometimes only see once a year at this event. Um so do you do you have some people coming in there that you're looking forward to reconnecting with and getting to hang out with? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's always a group of people that, especially some ones that I worked with for a longer period of time um, when I was in Georgia that I look forward to seeing. But then, yeah, you know, people that have been in my prayer groups through the years or I've stayed in cabins with um, and so many people end up moving on to other things and maybe not being there. So you never know who else is going to be there. But I mean, that's just one of the greatest things, even the meals out with people that I don't know well, and we just end up connecting over things in ministry and learning great things from each other um, has been just really, really encouraging. I mean, that's one of the things I most look forward to is just getting to connect with other youth leaders and reconnect with people while I'm there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, the, the preaching is awesome. The teaching is awesome. uh, The worship is awesome, but it, it really is just the relationships getting to reconnect with people and, you know, typically in youth ministry circles, um, people don't last very long. Um, some do, some don't. And so from year to year, you kind of don't know um, who's going to be back the next year. And sometimes, I mean, I can even remember a conversation last year um, just with one of my friends who was saying, you know, this was probably his last YLT. And, you know, there's just that kind of um, sadness each year of uh, people transitioning to other ministries and other areas of ministry, but, um, yeah, it makes for an, for an awesome week. And so if you're listening and you did not sign up this year, um, definitely, uh, plan on it next year, um, because it is just a shot in the arm. Um, and, and I want to say youth leader training, we keep saying YLT and, you know, I continue to hear from people. It sounds like wild tea. So, um, want to be sure to clarify that for any first time listeners out there. Um, Linda, uh, just a bit ago, you were saying you're helping with resources um, a mm-hmm. little bit. You're, uh, you're you're not just helping with resources. You're also helping with training. You're speaking at the training event uh, next week. Um, maybe let's let's dig into that a little bit. I mean, one of the areas you're helping with are Bible studies. Um, Tree Triolo is producing uh, a Bible study that's Lord willing going to come out this this year. He's already done two, right? Is that yeah, sanctification and fruit of the spirit. Um, again, I'll link those in the show notes. Uh, to those who don't know, we have free Bible studies on our website. So check those out. They're, they're free. Download them, use them. Uh, you've already written one study, Church 101, Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're working on another one. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about that new study? Yeah. So we were thinking through like what else needs to be written. And I asked a handful of youth leaders um, and came up with some ideas myself. And one of the ones that uh, seemed to rise to the surface is God 101, right? So we have like Bible 101, Prayer 101, Church 101, Grace 101, or is it called that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a, a number of things like that. And thought, you know, what if we did one about God and his character and who he is. So this will be um, a 12 week study through the attributes of God. And I'm trying to make it really accessible to students. Um, 
which, you know, some of the concepts in there is like, okay, how do you, how do you make that um, clear to students? I've already made one section where I'm like, hey, if you want to use this quote with students, do it. If that's not good for your group, then don't. Because some of the concepts, I mean, you're talking about trying to understand God, like, (laughs) it is, we are finite humans, and we Mm -hmm. are not God. He is so different than us. Um, There's some stuff that it's like, how does that make sense? God exists outside of time and space. And yet he like comes into it, mm-hmm. you know, um, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So I've written about five lessons so far. Um, and it's been good. I'm yeah. Excited to see where it goes. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that too. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many introductory things we need to be teaching students. I mean, as you said, Bible prayer, those are basic things, but, um, yeah, who our creator is, um, that's something we need to be continually digging into. And that's, I mean, as you just said, we're, we're finite, he's infinite. Uh, so we will never fully completely know him. I think even in eternity, uh, each day we'll continue to see new aspects of who this being is. And so, yeah, to, to have a study like that for students is is exciting. And so just, uh, you know, want to remind people, I mean, this is one of the, the you know, we say a major heartbeat of RYM is to serve the local church. And this is one way we want to do that by giving away free Bible studies. And so, you know, it's our hope two studies a year is kind of what we've been been doing. And we want to continue to add to that. And you know, off the top of my head, I cannot remember if it's like 11, 12 studies that are out there now. Um, I always forget, but yeah, two more Lord willing coming this year. And Linda, thank you for your, your help with that. Um, another area is something we're, we're calling ministry tools. So, uh, right as I came on, this was something that we were kind of, uh, working on and it's something we want to, uh, just reestablish. Uh, some people have used our discipleship guide and are familiar with our discipleship guide. I think that was the very first year I was on staff. So I guess 2017, um, we produced this with Josh Byers, who has done uh, virtual theology with Tim Challies. If, um, any of you are familiar with that, there's a series of books that they did, but then also some posters and things like that. And so this discipleship guide was, uh, let's see, it began in sixth grade and goes all the way through 12th grade and just breaks down kind of semesters of reading for students. And, um, I'll link it in the show notes here, but, um, somebody was just asking about this just this week at the time of this recording. And so we're wanting to to develop a landing page on our site that's going to have ministry tools. And we'll put some of the older ones on there that we've done, but then also kind of expand this more because we, we really just see, um, and Linda, as we've had conversations, just a, a lot of things that we could develop because, um, you know, we had the Surgeon General's Advisory podcast uh, a few weeks ago. Tree joined us on that. And Joey Kime, who's always on, also on staff with us, put a helpful graphic together and it's kind of like an infographic PDF that was maybe two pages front and back. And, um, yeah, instead of reading the 25 page surgeon general advisory, this was just a summary of that. And again, I'll link to this and that, but that's kind of a ministry tool. And then there's just so many other things where it's not, you know, a blog post that we're doing. It's not a podcast. It's something that's just kind of more visual and uh, can be really helpful in in ministry. And so, yeah, Linda, you want to speak into that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I'll say uh, 
too, part of the story of that, um, the PDF from the Surgeon General's advisory thing, um, it got picked up by some other like blogs and whatnot, right? And so yeah. all of a sudden, RYM is seeing like, oh, like this is gaining some traction. Like there's something to this resource because it can get passed away in a way that a, maybe a podcast doesn't. Um, I remember there being a, a text message going around amongst all the board members of us just getting like really excited that Brent was sharing with us like, hey, this is getting picked up by um, the Gospel Coalition next week and stuff like that. Um, and so it just, yeah, I think kind of began a little bit of some thoughts of, hey, what else could we do like this? Especially now that you have someone like Joey on board who can make things look aesthetically great instead of it just being, here's like a Word document in Times New Roman. Um, like what what can be done and what, uh, you know, what can we put out there? Because RWAM's heartbeat, right, is like, you exist to serve the church and its efforts to reach and equip youth for Christ. Like you're uniquely positioned to create um, and distribute some resources that could really help youth workers. And there's so many youth workers that um, they're, they're new. Uh, Maybe they're not trained or they just have so much on their plate that if there's things that could be given to them that somebody else has already helped think through that, that can, kind of decrease their load a little bit. Right. So, yeah. So we've been thinking through some um, other things we could do and have come up with several ideas. Um, One of the ones that I've started work on um, is a tool that will um, hopefully be a help to kind of relational ministry and giving a little bit of a framework for, Hey, how do I get started in relational ministry if I'm new to this and I don't know what I'm doing Um, or like, I've just never had a framework to think through it. Um, and then what are some questions that I could ask students in those settings? Um, I've had definitely conversations with other youth workers where they have thrown out, Hey, here's questions that I ask students. And sometimes those things have just been so helpful. And then on the other hand, sometimes I'm hearing from youth workers like, Hey, I kind of wish that I had a resource that would help me make the most use of those times and help students to open up. Like, how do I do that? And so I'm hoping that this resource will um, be helpful in that. I'm um, wanting to see if we can kind of crowdsource some of those questions. Um, so we're working on how how we can best do that. But I mean, there's just so many experienced and um, gifted youth leaders in our network that I think if we don't crowdsource some things that we're actually just really missing out on um, learning from each other um, in so many ways. So yeah, Yeah. there's, I mean, there's so many things we could do with ministry tools. Mm -hmm. It's going to be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And so that, you know, anyone who's done one-to-one ministry with students knows they, they can be awesome, encouraging. They can be very, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get some students to talk. And so I think that ministry tool will be very helpful. And I mean, just kind of practically, even as we're talking about, you know, the uh, Surgeon General's advisory, um, you know, the only way to access that was through our podcast show notes. And so we need a landing page for things like that, you know, because people are asking about it and it's kind of like, okay, we could pass it along an email, but we just need a place to kind of put those and, you know, Lord willing as those get developed, um, have a catalog of things to look through and categories and, and things like that. And so, 
and like you said, uh, getting other youth workers to play a part in that, um, to learn from each other. And, um, anyway, it's very exciting because you and I, we've had conversations and it was kind of like, as we started talking about it, we just started thinking more and more of what all, what all could be, um, in these ministry tools. Um, something else that you, you've worked on, and then I know we'll be wrapping up before too long, maybe talking about some potential guests and things like that, but, um, is a women in ministry survey, um, you and I are going to have a whole podcast talking about this, but why don't you just kind of give an overview of, of what that was? Mm-hmm. So yeah, one of the <clears throat> projects we talked about me taking on um, in working with RYM is thinking through what specifically can be done for women in youth ministry. Um, and, you know, obviously everything that RYM does benefits youth leaders in general, but are there some specific needs to the women that are in youth ministry that um, we could think through and, and, and seek to meet better? So what I started out with is just, hey, um, can I get feedback from the women in our orbit and see what they're thinking? Um and yeah, I got a number of uh, responses that have been really helpful um, and have a, a lot of the feedback I think has been similar to either things that I have kind of noticed myself, experienced myself, um, or I've heard from other women just through conversations in the years, um, you know, at YLT or other networking I've done with um, with women. So um yeah, I mean, I was just having a conversation with two good friends um, that have been in ministry for years yesterday, and they said, yeah, I mean, we relate to uh, a, a lot of the stuff that I was bringing up. I brought up like maybe two points from um, what I noticed in, in the surveys. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's just a lot of, I think, unique things about being a woman in youth ministry because there's less of us. And so it's harder to find peers. It's harder to find mentors. Um, and a lot of women, the longer they stay in youth ministry, they start kind of looking around and going, can I stay in youth ministry long? Because it kind of feels like not many women do that. And then if I'm going to try to do that, how is that going to work? Um and there's a lot of questions about work-life balance, especially if they're married with kids. Um, and just sometimes less opportunities for development and training. Um, not because anyone's purposely trying, I don't think like to not think about women, but just cause maybe they don't, there's not a clear career path for them. It's not like, oh, you're going to move into this position and this position next. And therefore we want to help develop you for that. No one sees those clear paths as, as well for the women. And so there's some training and mentoring that they sometimes don't get as much. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a really zoomed out perspective of some of the things that came up. Um, but there's, there's a lot more to, to talk about there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited to see what, what all we can learn from it and what all RYM can offer. Mm hmm yeah, no, I appreciate your work with that and, and look forward to just digging into that more. And like I said, hopefully having a podcast where we're discussing that in a little more detail, but just, you know, thinking more specifically about how we can serve women in ministry um, 
yeah, it's it's going to be yeah helpful just to to have some concrete, um, yeah, research to to point to that. Um, uh, yeah. So look, also I want to talk about some uh, potential guests that are coming on the podcast. Um, uh, well, I know for sure um, next week we're going to have Brian Montgomery on. Um, uh, those who listen to the podcast consistently know uh, Brian's story, uh, talking about his son, Walker, um, sadly uh, took his life uh, related to uh, the sextortion trend that was taking place on on Instagram. Um, I've heard from many people about that specific um, episode, and uh, Brian and I have continued to keep up. And so um, he's coming back on to just kind of give an update and to talk about uh, kind of moving forward and um, all of that. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, uh, having him back on, on the podcast. Um, some other potential, um, people that might be coming on, uh, Jonathan Haidt has a book entitled, let me get the book, um, the anxious generation, how the great re- rewiring of childhood is causing an epidemic of mental illness. Um, that book does not come out until March 26th. And so I've got an early copy and just working through it. I haven't finished it, but uh, so much helpful information there, obviously a lot about social media, but other concerns as well um, outside of that. And so um, he's potentially coming on. Uh, There's been some back and forth and maybe scheduling. So we'll see if that happens, but regardless, um, this is going to be a book. I know people need to get in youth ministry and it will be, yeah, very eye-opening and and helpful. Um, along those lines too, uh, hopefully getting, uh, Andy Crouch to come on. Um, there's, uh, the potential again, um, who knows, uh, some of, some of these people are hard to nail down. Um, but Andy Crouch and, Jonathan Hyde had been on a, a podcast recently. Linda, I think you were the one who, who pointed me to that. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the Trinity Forum? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Okay. And um, anyway, uh, he, he got back to me and seemed to be enthusiastic about it. But, you know, he's he's just sharp. He, he knows a lot about a lot, a lot of things. But, you know, I've appreciated his book, TechWise Family, as well as uh, Culture Making. And I think weak and strong is is the name of a book that he did um and so anyway looking forward to, to having him come on and, and talk about uh who knows what but um anyway a lot of things we could talk to him about uh so those are some some potential upcoming episodes um we'll lord willing continue to have something every monday uh for you guys so I uh, appreciate all those who listen and benefit from this. Uh, Linda, appreciate all your help too um, behind the scenes and then coming on and uh, helping co-host this so much and look forward to seeing you next week at, at YLT. Mm-hmm.